0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I am bringing on, yes... I say this many times this way, yes, I'm sorry, yet another new co-host, my apologies, these uh, new booking systems and these people, referring people, has made my life so much easier as a podcast host and creator, uh, so I have a new gentleman for you, and we might be probably leaning more towards some business type of stuff, because this guy might know a few things about wealth, a uh, uh, little, little hint here, the guy has a black belt in it, so this guy is a best-selling author. In personal finance and money thinking, keywords are money thinking, and host of the Transformation Nation podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Another podcaster is coming on the show. He also is the owner of 30 plus companies. I don't know how you do it. And founder of his own martial art, Yokido. I hope I said that right. We'll find that out in a second. Uh, but he outrightly rejects regret and speaks to it as the ultimate life failure. He has a unique approach to living a fulfilled life by breaking rules and making more mistakes faster than the competition. These are keys to his success. So without further ado, i want to bring him on the show. Welcome to the show, Damian Lupo. Hey, Scott. What's up, man? Hey, man. Um, I love the bio, by the way. And I wanted to kind of like, you have a lot more to your bio because you have 30 plus companies. Uh, you have, uh, for our video people, like three freaking books you guys ship me. Uh, quick pause on that. As a marketing professional, loved it. I, I, I Instagrammed you tagged you, um, ladies and gentlemen, for the people who are listening, uh, this guy takes his podcasting and his, uh, guest appearances very seriously because they asked me for my address. I'm like, okay. And with authors, I do like to kind of skim their books. It, uh, unfortunately, trying to read all of them all the time is really hard. I have to become like a voracious speed reader. Uh, but I did dig, especially the book, uh, reinvented, uh, life or invented read life. I have to figure that one out, but, uh, long story short, You send me a box, I open the box, there's another box, but in the box, there's a black box, and there's a gi on it, obviously representing your brand, Black Belt Wealth, Um, and then I opened that, and I got markers and pens, and I got a nice little personalized card, and obviously the three books, and by the way, whoever does your packing, everything was foam-lined, you guys take your packing
0: of book uh, conditions very seriously, so... Hey, man, you know what? You're holding on to your future right there. I got to make sure it's protected when it gets to you.
1: I mean, seriously. Like, I mean, again, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, one of the other books is the QRP uh, book, Qualified Retirement Plan. And the other book is The Quick and Dirty Guide. I like Dirty Guide to Gold and Silver. uh, Top 21 Most Asked Questions Answered in 30 Minutes. So this guy really likes to make things happen quickly, as we heard in his bio. So, anyway, you got a lot of books, you got a lot of companies uh, you, your brand is black belt wealth. Um, I studied martial arts as a kid. So I, I the connection on that. Um, what's the deal, man? I mean, you just, you just bored, just start turning out companies, podcasts, books. Um, uh, I think this is kind of beyond the hashtag of hustle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this isn't hustle, man. This, this is when it's, it's part of your being when, when you've got something that just burns and you can't stop, and somebody could try to stop you. They can put you in a cage. You'd break right through it. You'd Houdini yourself right out of that thing because it's, like it's just who Houdini you are. Yeah. There's a hashtag for Instagram, Houdini yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Scott, that's that's what my mission is. It's to free a, a million people from financial bondage. So people have literally put them, the shackles on. They've got to Houdini themselves. That's what we're doing. We're, we're giving people options and ideas and new questions.
1: I'm one of your target audience. I've made a few of those mistakes and I'm currently freeing myself of the past shackle mistakes Um, Since you'll appreciate this, I'm sure you heard the terms money mindset or millionaire mindset, all these different mindsets. I love them. Uh, Because actually, I was attending in Philadelphia last week a a joint event with Gary Vaynerchuk and John C. Maxwell and uh, the the big Tony Robbins and the motivational speaker, Les Brown, all these speakers. And one of the speakers was talking about the millionaire mindset that you have, like they have one of these, you know, little getaways and you focus on that coaching, development, training, et cetera. But the one of the biggest things that I've learned since launching this show, whenever I talk to money people like yourself, and I would like to hear your reinforcement on this is be very careful of who you connect yourself with and get involved with. If you come from two different money mindsets. (laughs) So quick little hint for you. My fiance has no debt. (laughs) I came in with debt. Um, I grew up with the scarcity mindset. She grew up with a very smart father. Who's a CFO, retired, you know, financial guru, dude. So he taught her things differently than I was taught. (laughs) So I'm sure you've heard this
0: before. Well, the funny thing is there's this LCD thing and we've seen this in, I I forget algebra or something, least common denominator. The, the, and so you fall down to that place of least, you know, what the, the lowest energy is, so my question with you and your fiance is. Which one's good and which one's bad. Because a lot of the population would argue, hey, debt is bad. So, Scott, you're, you're the best, man. Fix it. But then the question is, is that really true? And I don't know, man. It depends on what you're talking about, good debt, bad debt. And so you have to ask better questions.
1: Well, thanks to the fact that we're finally going on. I think we're moving into like five years now. I have to double check those dates. Shit. Um, <laughs> really bad fiance. <laughs> bad fiance. Um, I know her birthday. She doesn't know mine. <laughs> Um, actually, no, I, I gave her a hack on that. We actually have the same day, the 21st. So I was like, if you can't remember the date, there's a problem. The month, that's all you. So I'm, I'm May, or sorry, she's May, I'm September, but just cracks me up. Anyway, she's five years younger. And in the beginning, I, I, I was afraid of it, right? Um, let's be real. I was being, I'm being transparent, being vulnerable. Like I did not have the mindset to deal with it. And I was kind of fighting the relationship the whole time. It also didn't help that I mean, let's see, we met four or five years ago. So I was probably 35, 36. She's five years younger than me. And I've been a bachelor pretty much most of my life. So that was already a variable going against us. But the, I think the thing I realized, and the one thing that it was a tug of war with us until I finally learned to shut up and just realize this is that I just took a shitload of risks, a lot of risks. And that's how I justified it for a long time. <laughs> I mean, per your bio, right? I mean, you. Learn from mistakes. And the whole goal here is keep making mistakes so you can learn faster. So I love the tie together on this one. So I take it as she is very conservative, very frugal, and she likes the keyword realist. Whereas my strengths, my analysis that I've done on myself over the years is I'm the visionary,
0: right? I'm the risk taker, you know, and
1: we're both entrepreneurs, which is
0: interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. different, different perspectives. Yeah. And it's, it, John Maxwell in his book, Thinking for a Change, goes into these different types of thinking you were talking about him. He's one of my mm-hmm. heroes. I mean, I just, I've studied him. So you I've never been to way. I
1: was like, dude, John speaking, I'm going.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens because these people influence you and, and he's a very, very bright guy, but he's not just smart. He's really got a depth and a, a spiritual and an emotional intelligence around him. And one of the things that hit me when I read his book, Thinking for a Change was, that I had a really great optimistic brain, but I had no pragmatism and no realistic thinking. Hmm. And so I, I would think, oh, you know what? I can go build the Great Wall of China in a week, which is helpful to go out there and try things that are basically impossible. But the problem is, you get yourself into trouble because you have no realistic thinking and you think you can fly and you'll just flap your arms real, real hard and fast on the way down off a building. It's not so good to have only one type of thinking.
1: Yes. That's, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh... Because everybody does justify their position or their success mindset or their protocol after years of proving it. But I do agree with that point of view, right? Like we talk about, again, back to income, right? Is diversify your portfolio of retirement, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Okay, I diversified myself with career experience over the years. I've made many, many job choices, career choices. I've taken risks, um, everything from being a farm kid up to trying to go to school to be an engineer to – uh, going into the corporate space to going to telecom, to going to it, then leaving it all going to the firefighting, then becoming entrepreneurial. So that's just a very high level <laughs> shortcut. But to your point, it doesn't mean I know everything. It just means, yeah, I've taken probably more risks and I'm still digging myself out of a few of those risks, but I've learned a few things from that. And like the old, remember the old statement, have I ever told coach you on this? I'd love to hear your feedback on this. <laughs> um, Say yes and figure
0: it out later. I'm like, well, that's true and not so true. <laughs> yeah, there, there is the the other side of that is uh, the the difference between the most successful and just successful people is most successful people, the most successful people, say no to almost everything. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's it's really true. You've got to be. I mean, you can go Jim Carrey and and do Yes Men and just say yes to everything. That's that's one approach. Great comedy movie, by the way. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. I mean it's it actually got me saying yes to uh, probably too many things at, at right you know at, right after the movie. But the the truth is there's so many shiny nuts out there we become hyper focused squirrels and the problem is our our focus changes directions every 3 milliseconds because of mm-hmm. Facebook feeds and every possible stimulation opportunity relationship whatever job investment Bitcoin, like it just, it's never ending. And so if we don't have a focus and we don't have guidelines and people that are helping keep us narrowly focused and then aware and the narrowly focused, we're going to be all over the place, man. It's like a field of shiny nuts and it's always on.
1: I mean, I've joked around for years about the whole shiny squirrel, shiny nut syndrome thing or squirrel syndrome. Everybody's got different words for it. I like the hyper... The, the hyper squirrel thing. That's a, that's a fun one. I, that could be a new variation. I haven't used that one yet. So
0: it's like a cold brew, cold brewed coffee, drink, and squirrel with a bunch of shiny nuts that are glowing with a nuclear event inside where they can't turn off. Ooh,
1: fun one up on this one, on that one is, <laughs> and this is not a competition, but this is just gives you an idea who I am. Uh, I did a 23andMe Facebook live podcast episode uh, a week or so ago with uh, a geneticist. Uh, Dr. Anthony J. Shout out to him. He's awesome. I'm going to be airing his show in, in the next few days. Uh, and <laughs> apparently at the genetic code level of my being, I consume and process caffeine 50% faster than most human beings. So, for example, this morning I decided to test that because I, I had a three and a half hour uh, trip back from the capital of New York up in Albany uh, this afternoon. But I had a lot of meetings. I'm like, go, 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 go. I was like, all right. You know, I didn't drink coffee for the past day or so. So stopped in, did a cold brew, had him at a shot. So it was a cold brew plus espresso. Um, then I was good till about 2, 2.30. And I don't drink it because I need the energy. I'm a high energy guy. I'm a fitness nut. I just like it. <laughs> and then I was like, I walk in. I was like, you know, I haven't had this in a few weeks. And this is my winter favorite. I said, um, yeah, I need to go with a, a quad shot a Breve Latte. Which is breve means half and half. So you have a richer fat content. So usually you, you use the fat for energy. <laughs> and I just I just went for quad shot. I was I don't know. I um yeah. Caffeine,
0: baby. Energy. <laughs> yeah, and a hyperdeveloped kidney to process all of this stuff too, I think. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, the good thing is like I detox on a regular basis. I'm a faster, I'm a cleanser, I do nutritional cleansing protocols. I just did one a couple of weeks ago. I don't I don't eat any sugar. I'm grain free. So I have all these other health hacks in place. So yeah, I'm I'm rock solid. So, but anyway, I thought you might get a kick out since you brought up coffee or cold brew. So,
0: (laughs) I'm not sure if you take it to that level. I, you know, I'm actually pretty sensitive to stuff. It's one of the fascinating things that I've found about getting rid of all the stuff that keeps us numb. Hmm. And this this is health-wise and business-wise relationships. When you get rid of all of the stuff that basically keeps you in a zombie state and with my body, when I got rid of that stuff, and then I introduced, like, I, I got rid of wheat and I got rid of gluten and all big this stuff. Big move, big move. Oh, oh, my God. When I actually had a uh, an entire pizza and four beers after a month of no wheat, oh, I, w- I had to go to – I went to the ER the next day. I was going no your,
1: your gut bacteria must have freaked the living – like, it
0: did. Yeah. I went into shock. Yeah. I mean, so that, that, that tells us a lot about how numbing we are to ourselves with all the stimulus and all of the inputs and, and really what we're doing to ourselves. we're not even conscious to it.
1: Well, I'm glad you're bringing that up since we talk a lot about health business and lifestyle, because I haven't fully announced this officially yet, but as of two nights ago, three nights ago, I'm now on the Indiegogo campaign for a uh, crowdfunding initiative, which actually but I don't know, this might air before that's up. It's a thirty day initiative, but he's uh you ever hear of Vinny Torterich, of fitness confidential? That's a really nah. successful podcast? No. Vinny. Yeah. He's the trainer to the stars out in LA. Like the guy came from like the swamps of Louisiana when he was a kid and then became like this ridiculous athlete, and then he went and studied at Tulane University to be like a fitness phys ed teacher, but Tulane health and fitness they make you go study with a doctoral program type of stuff like anyway so he's a health and fitness nutball and he's been a trainer to the stars out in LA his whole career so a lot of very successful people know him and people don't know that he trains them that type of thing anyway yeah you ever hear the Guinness Book of World Record Podcaster you know who that is no who is it Adam Carolla he has the most successful podcast that's right Joe Rogan doesn't even beat him mm-hmm. and uh, and Vinny's a guest uh, guest stars on that as a fitness expert <laughs> So anyway, to back up what you just said and what I said, I live grain-free, right? Why do we bring this up, ladies and gentlemen? It's called inflammation. That is your body responding to shit that doesn't belong in you. Uh, Would you say anything different on that one?
0: No, I would say it's a really good sign. When you're puffed out. When you're, when you're off, you, it, it's not just your, your, you know, you're not looking at your foot. You're also thinking, you got to think, it, this is probably my brain. Oh, yeah. This is everything. And, and how am I going to have any type of cognitive function, you know, thinking power, if I'm inflamed? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with all these stimulus, all these inputs. So it's, it's probably the most dangerous thing that we're doing ourselves.
1: Well, his, his movie is on, it's on Indiegogo right now.
0: It's called Fat,
1: a documentary about teaching people how, It's not even about – like he owns the trademark, NSNG. It's it's his brand, No Sugar, No Grains Lifestyle. That's him. He owns that. His book is – he's got a best-selling book called Fitness Confidential. So he doesn't have three like you. He's got like one. Uh, But (laughs) it does well. Um, But the whole point here is teaching people that fat is actually the most – body's most preferred source of energy. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we've been retrained and regrained (laughs) – you know into the sugar and grain lifestyle and it's like why do you think the health keeps going downhill every 10 years for the past 30 40 years because back in the day when i was a kid i was eating bacon and eggs every day on the farm i wasn't eating like bread all the time i was eating vegetables fresh out of the garden we had our own chicken coop i, I we reached i was my first business i sold eggs on the side of the road dollar a dozen imagine that nowadays dude everybody's like oh i need i need a uh, free range uh pasture, pasture eggs. They're selling them like 6 $7 a dozen. I sold them for a buck.
0: <laughs> Times have changed.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, by the way, this was like, I, I'm only an hour north of Philadelphia and an hour and a half west of New York City. So it's not like I'm in Podunk. I mean, this was, and that actually, that farm was even closer to New York City. So uh, back in the day, but I figured you You're not in Podunk,
0: you're, you're, you're in Pendunk.
1: Yeah, I'm in Pendunk. But uh, anyway, so I just, it, it's just funny we're talking about this because People need to hear these things. They need to understand that when you do clean things up and then you introduce things back into your body that you don't know are bad, all of a sudden your body is at least hopefully clean enough to now respond. And it's like, oh, why do I feel like, but, well, maybe it's because you're not supposed to have that in your body, but thanks to you cleaning it up for the past three, four months. Now your body hopefully is at least clean enough to start responding to some of these things. So, and that's what you did when you drank all that beer and pizza. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I, I think, unfortunately, some of the people listening can probably relate to being in an abusive relationship where you get used to it. Used to it. It's normalized. And the reason that people often stay in these things is because they go, okay, at least I know what this is, and it hurts, but it's not deadly. And if I go outside of it, I might die. So they stay in it. And then years later, maybe they get out of it, and and then they have this experience of amazing. And then an event happens where they go, whoa, this is actually abusive. And then. Now they understand because they've gone into a good state, a healthy state, but they don't have any comparison. When you're in that thing and it's your normalized state, you you truly get numb. So you almost have to have somebody knock you out of it. And that's why it's so important to find the right people to put around you because we don't see our own selves. We can't see ourselves swing. We don't even look in the mirror. We sure as hell don't look at our numbers. So we're not really paying attention to the truth. We're lying to ourselves and you can't change a lie. So you're kind of screwed unless you do that a a different way.
1: I back you up 110. Like this is the second uh, time already early in the show that you kind of hinted at the power of it, you can call them mentors, coaches, whatever. Um, as I've grown, I've rotated. I've rotated it depending on what phase I'm in. I've rotated in and out of specific, to, you know, a couple different specific coaches depending on what I need right for my growth. Because to your point, if your sounding board is yourself or the people that are closest to you they're they're there to make you happy. You need people that's going to put your brain into that fight or flight mode, which is that scare tactic, right? It's a, that's why that's why normally we we get freaked out and we don't don't move forward, right? But then I don't know, you know what that best-selling book, uh, the 5-second rule.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mel No Mel, Mel Robbins.
1: Yeah, Mel Robbins yeah. is awesome. Great yeah. book. It's like she's like, yeah. "Listen, just try waiting 5 seconds." And then seeing if you can get get, all, get beyond that, you know, move past the fear. Or in her case of the book, also, it's like, also in five seconds, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe that is a bad idea. I shouldn't send that email.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, because well, we've, use we've that. never I, done I, that. It,
0: I love the, the technique. As soon as I read that, I thought, oh, you know what? I This whole idea of just staring at that really, really pretty girl across the, the way and just waiting and waiting. I went, okay, now I have a five-second rule about my action. And it was fascinating how powerful that was. Did you was. apply that? into uh, inst- romantic instantly within 24 hours i was, I really? was absolutely using it yeah who, what's the point of reading anything if you're not going to do anything point with taken. It? It's a waste i mean well, see uh,
1: maybe because i was already in a relationship so i went right to applying that into like business you know and everything else mm-hmm. i was like I, it makes perfect sense a lot of guy, well, a lot, guy, guys guys yeah. or girls it's it's failure to take action
0: right yeah and why why because either one we're afraid fear that we're going to be Absolutely, there's this judgment, and the other primal thing, and we can all relate because it's no, it hasn't happened to us, but it actually we think about it. The thing is, well, like I was in Africa not too long ago. So was and, I. And were we there? Okay, okay. So I was there in, in 2014. Oh, I was, I was just in, there in November. So, okay, well, you were just there. I'm about yeah. to go back. Okay, but, awesome. I was in
1: South Africa. So
0: yeah, me too. Okay. And I wonder. So the our game warden said when we're driving around do not get out of the jeep and we said well that kind of makes sense but why are you saying it so seriously and he said because the lady that was here in the park right before you guys got out of her car and she went and lined up these uh, these lion cubs to have a better picture and mama came out and ate her and we said that's bad and he said yeah so we went well what's the moral the moral is stay in the damn jeep but we also also don't reality- touch wild animals <laughs> Boy, okay, so, lions. There, <laughs> the, so there is a good reason we have this primal instinct around being eaten because wild animals will eat you if you're in Africa. But we still think that stuff is going to eat us in the middle of Phoenix or Pennsylvania or yeah. whatever. It's not true, but we we hesitate because of it. I mean, I grew up in Alaska and you literally could be eaten by a bear in your front yard. My best friend grew, uh, grew up up there. So. you know what it's a real it's a real instinct that will keep you alive but we're not in most places where something's going to eat us so we hesitate and and that's what we get in trouble with we won't take the step into something into the unknown because we're afraid we're going to be eaten you see that, that was like
1: it's funny because i'm gonna have to get all of these episodes from the history of launching this show transcribed because one of the hacks was someone's like dude just take all your episodes and send them to um what's that service they can just take a voice recording and turn it into script it's like a dollar a minute. I'm blank on the name of it. Anyway, point is, is like you probably have a whole book or multiple books just in all your podcasts. You just need to pull out because I want my first book I want to write about my firefighting experience and just that life changing protocol. And I think I could thank that because number one, it's taught me the value of making right decisions, but also taking more risks because I was in one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, which was wildland firefighting out west. So it's like, okay, yeah, that was a life changing experience, mindset and physically. Um, but to your point, it's like, uh, people, we are in one of the, I don't want to uh, say that we have the safest, yeah, yeah, we have, we have totally to be really the most, safest. we are totally the safest country in the world, let's be real. Without okay, a doubt. Okay, yeah. I mean, we have laws, we have people that actually give a shit. I don't know how to put it better than that. There's some other countries that people say they care, but like you get on a, countries like Brazil, and there's a social acceptance that you just don't get involved, and you just let things happen. And I, I joke around if people study, study history and I'm like, you know, I feel like countries like when you hear about these this stuff in the news, it's like, and I, I don't really watch a lot of news because negative news, negative mindset, but from an international landscape, I feel that other countries are where we were when it was like the mob generation, right? When we had the mob, I mean, I'm supposed the mob still exists, but you know what I'm talking about back in the flappers, right? The early 1900s, that whole transition of law and, and crime and everything else. I feel like Countries like uh, like Brazil, for example, they have all these natural resources, all this money, but they still haven't figured out the whole legal protocol, so they're just kind of letting things go, and I, I feel like that's where they're at. It's it's like beyond the Wild West phase. I think it's more of the that mob generation.
0: Yeah, there's a reason people are trying to get here. They're not trying—they're not swimming— over to climb into Russia or China. They're trying to get into the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason for this because this is where it's safe. This is where you can actually create something and you can you can develop a dream. Yeah. Where else is that? I mean, nobody's breaking into Poland.
1: Nah, no. I mean, I've had some of their vodka. It's pretty good, but <laughs> <laughs> not, not to promote drinking alcohol because let's be real, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a nice scotch once in a while, but alcohol to your body is a poison just like sugars and grains, it triggers inflammation. We've already said this, but I have to clarify that all the time. <laughs> so uh, clearly you're not a big grain guy anymore, right? Are, are you off the beer
0: or? No, no. I mean, I've, I've tested it in the last couple of weeks and, I, and it's amazing when I do it, instant feedback. I can feel my hands and my feet literally swelling up while i'm drinking the first beer it's unreal my body reacts it's yeah. it's an autoimmune it's a re- immune response where your body's saying ah this is a foreign terrible subject type thing there's like trauma going on and what what i found i went to my my doctor my naturopath and he said your your immune system is is kind of shuntered. it's it's squashed a little bit it's not doing well and i said well what do you think that is he said well look at all your food that you're reacting mm-hmm. to that you keep eating and your body's in a war. And I said, "Well, that's not good." He goes, "No, because you're you're going to be susceptible to getting sick because your immune system is fighting your freaking hamburger versus yeah. the you know the flu virus." And I went,
1: oh. the, "The human body is an amazing machine." I've interviewed scientists and doctors and everything else uh, trying to keep up with that guy Vinny, and and he's going to bring all those experts, for example, into that documentary movie. So I'm very excited for that. And but anyway, the point is is that the body's an amazing machine. It will adapt. We are powerful beings. We adapt to things day in and day out. Like to your point, we adapt to a bad relationship or we adapt to our bad money practices because it's just what we've always done. And we just accept it because it's comfortable. It's easier. And we don't want to like sh- shake things up. But if we had to shake things up, we can adapt. We can. So, and like to your point, that bad burger or that bad pizza or you know four or five beers, you're shaking things up. And your body only has so many resources to focus on things. So I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah, I, I um, it, it hits you. It's funny how you can get away with things, and you can literally just feel like you can burn through them, like with your ability to burn through caffeine. Yeah. I, and when you're when you're 20 years old, you can do almost anything you want to your body and get away with it. And and then you start realizing there are consequences. You, you feel like you're invincible. I mean, when I was doing my my business stuff in my 20s, making millions of dollars, I thought I was invincible until. I wasn't until I got crushed, brought to my knees and was bloody, you know, cut up in the streets going, wait, what happened? Well, I wasn't invincible. I actually had an experience. It's called being human. Yeah. Let's dig into that, man. I
1: think, I think, I mean, I'm having fun talking to you, but obviously you are a guest co-host. I think people should learn a little more about the guest co-host. I think I did a decent job, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, he's got a lot of books. I already said this, but just go to DamianLupo.com and don't, I mean, don't try. I'm going to have all the books and everything linked in the show notes, like I always do in the blog post. But honestly, just Damien, D A M I O N, Lupo, L U P O dot com. But hey, Damien, let's dig into it, man. Like, what's up with that story? All right. (laughs) Uh, Why do I always hear about people making millions of dollars and then they hit a wall?
0: There's a. Here's the deal success is a terrible teacher. Mm. And when when you, you hit the ground and you really don't have. Um, you know, in your 20s, you make money. I, my timing was really good. I thought it was me. I thought I was just really that smart. I mean, I got thrown out of college a couple of times out of the four, and it was because it wasn't my right fit, but I also didn't have the mistakes I didn't have the scar tissue, which is one of the reasons that I'll never lend money or, or be in business with somebody or do an investment with someone that hasn't actually gone into the trenches and gotten bloody and muddy mm. because I don't trust them to understand emotionally the process. I don't trust them to have the discipline to move through things. And, and so I just, I was hitting the ground, running, doing things that were working and I caught a tide and that's actually a lot of what's happening for a lot of people right now. They're in a, in a very upward moving market has been for a long time and they have no idea what it means to cycle. And when it cycled, I learned that I was naked and I learned that, wow, a lot of my decisions were not so good and I paid a price. There were consequences for that.
1: You know, I think, um, you familiar with Christina wise, heard the name. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's the wealthy, wealthy podcast, but one spelled, mm-hmm. you know, wealthy versus wealthy, uh, uh, wealthy, healthy, all that. Mm-hmm. The point is, is uh, she talks a little bit about that. And I think one of her guests that she had on her show, I was listening to her show still because I've had her on my show and vice versa. And it was a matter of the next generation or even really even my generation, the Gen X. Are, are you with me by the way? I'm 40. Where are you at? I'm
0: I'm 40 with you. Well, at- Love it
1: Love yeah. it. All right. Yeah. So we're vibing here. To your point, we're on an upswing right now. This is 2018. Everybody thinks like it's not on an up trust me, it's on an upswing. I'm not a fi- I don't need to be a financial guru to know that shit. I can see what's happening in my local area. Construction's still happening. Trust me. Uh, and I think and again, because we're trying to help the millennial generation, or this is not a judgment, is that they're growing up in a period like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They weren't as heavily affected. I mean, unless their parents I really that allowed all, that to honest. affect them, yeah, yeah.
0: right. Yeah. At best, they were they were what barely. I mean, in college or barely out of college, yeah. they really didn't get affected. But like at forty,
1: what were we affected by? Two or three major financial shifts. I'm trying to think. We had, we had one in the 90s. You had one in the early two, wasn't there one in the early 2000s too? Yeah, the dot com crash. Yeah. Well, that was 2000. Yeah, 99, 2000, right. shit show. Yeah. I was working during that, trust me. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh man, you know about websites? I'm like, I was working before websites were a thing. People don't know what a BBS board is. I know what a BBS board was. Uh, are, are you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, oh yeah. BBS is baby. People are like, "What's a BBS?" I was like, "I'm aging myself so bad right now." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pre-www baby. So, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, and then we got. I mean, obviously the the only one that the millennials gonna be able to connect with at least closest
0: to them was the 0809 transition. So mm-hmm.
1: that's scary because there's no scars.
0: What's really funny to me, the the idea that there's a lot of financial advisors and these people that are doing stuff with money that are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And I go, what do you possibly know about money? You don't know anything about money. I mean, literally nothing. And yet you're supposed to be giving. I mean, I was one of those guys. I wait, had my wait, Damian, in... They know how to make it. They're doing well. They're making money. So they, they know they know uh, how to do that, don't they? They know how to spend money. I don't know <laughs> if they know how to make money. I mean, they know how to yeah, they have experiences. It's it, I love the millennials because they're doing something smart, which is they're not waiting until they're retired to actually live. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that we're seeing that's really, really cool. And I think Gen Xs and, and baby boomers really missed the boat on this one or have for the most part. So I like I, that I, about the I was guilty
1: of that. My 20s, I was all in on trying to chase some corporate dreams. And then you know I made myself go back to school because I wasn't doing well in school as an undergrad like you were. Like For example, you kind of mentioned that too. So we all have like – I was at least trying to listen to it or observe it. I didn't know what I was going through, but I just, it, things weren't clicking. So I was like, great. I was paying my way through school anyway. So I just started chasing promotions and bigger salaries and doing that. And I was making more money than my buddies coming out of college. So, and they had master's degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, I've lost all that. I've You know, I've literally shrunk my life down to fitting it into a car, you know, when I decided to go work for the federal government as a firefighter and like, I gave everything away and people like, really? Really?" And I'm like, yeah, minimalism is freaking great, by the way. So I don't know if you ever got a taste of that. Well, actually, actually, you definitely
0: did. I, (laughs) I totally did. I mean, there was a time where I was sleeping in my truck. I slept in a suitcase in the back of my truck. And it was funny because I was sitting in the back of the truck and turning my car on with my remote starter. It was it was the winter. I was up in northern Arizona, hey, turning you, it on. The fact
1: that you had a remote starter, that's pretty sweet, actually. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, you're, it, you're
0: sleeping in your suitcase, but, I mean, yeah, I never had a remote starter. It's it's really cool until at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're in a zombie state, you drop it down below everything, and you can't find it, and it's like 35 degrees and You're freezing outside. your ass off. Oh, yeah, man. no, that, that wasn't so cool. That was a terrible experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm envisioning you know it what?
0: right now because I've been in some pretty cold
1: stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, that would definitely not be enjoyable."
0: No, but again, it, you know, it's it's part of the stories. I the way I look at things now, whenever something's just exploding or melting down, burning up, blowing up, or or whatever it is, I go, "This is going to make a really interesting, funny story in a year." So I'm going to laugh about it now and be in it instead of trying to avoid it. I mean, that that's it's truly a different way of looking at things when you when you are in it and not trying to get out of it. I I think that's an important lesson you're
1: bringing up is that a lot of people define what it means to, differently uh, means to live in the moment, right? Or Mm -hmm. live for the moment so you can reflect and laugh about it later. Because in the end, back to your bio and everything, it's like, dude, the faster you're making mistakes, the sooner you can start recovering from them, learning from them, and then eventually you're gonna laugh about it. one would hope if you had the right mindset.
0: Well, you know, you, you may or may not laugh about it. I think it's, I, I pretty much laugh about everything. Cause I mean, seriously, why are we so serious? It's yeah. like the joker, yeah. but here's the reason. That's, that's our that's country so though. If you go to other countries, they say we're a bunch of prudes. We're very uptight. So, well, yeah, I grew up in that, that space and I, my dad was very focused on security. He was a military guy and wanted me to, even after I had 150 houses, he said, when are you going to go back to school? And I said, why? And he said, because then you can get a government job and a pension. I said, Dad, I've got 150 rental houses. Yeah. He said, yeah, but I don't really understand what you're doing.
1: My residual so- income stream <laughs> and financial portfolio is beyond anything the government can give me.
0: Well, and, and you know what? That made sense until I lost it all. And wow. then, you know, it was – but the, the thing is I had the muscle. I had the confidence muscle that I re- regenerated after this, this went away. And so I can go do that again. What you can't do is have a job with a pension or, you, or you're doing a job and then the market melts down and all of a sudden 20 years, you don't have another 20 years right. that you can just do. And I, the, this really hit me in 2013 when I was, I was visiting with my dad right before he died and, and he, we were talking and we were kind of saying our goodbyes. Hmm. And he, he looked at me and he said, you know, there were just so many things that I wanted to do. And uh, I felt the, the regrets, regret, uh, the regrets, and I went, that is, and that I'm going to avoid at all costs. So the pain of discipline, the pain of a mistake versus regret, I'll take the pain of discipline and the pain of re- of of those mistakes, man, but I will not go to regret. It's, you know, it's kind of some of the
1: fuel behind my lifestyle and why, you know, a lot behind live the fuel. Um, Because when I first created live the fuel, it stood for live the fired up epic life, you know, but then it's kind of long. So I just said, great. Everybody just, I just want everybody to live the fuel, fuel your health, fuel your, you know, fuel, fuel, live, live for it, man. Like have a general, have adrenaline, like have excitement, have energy. And I'm going to tie this full circle back to your point on Africa. And I've never taken a two week vacation trip, like, you know, in between business or whatever. And we went to South Africa in November, 2017 for two weeks. And the only reason why we went is because my fiance is an equine horse doctor, a horse vet. And there was a conference there. And she's like, why don't we go down for a week of fun? And then we go up to do the whole conference, which has a whole safari package built into it and everything. And I'm like, Wow, I've taken two weeks. And then she's like, well, why are we doing everything that we're doing? And I'm like, yeah, she's coaching me now. And I'm like, all right, let's freaking do it. And then I find out now her parents, they're retired. They're gonna go up uh, next year, 2019. They've never been. And now granted, they're, they're both very well retired and they were very successful what they did. You know, Her family business is construction. He was a CFO of a, of a couple other companies. Like they were smart. But now they're doing all the adrenaline junkie stuff like or ish stuff now. Now, granted, they're going to pay like $15,000 a person for their package, for their vacation package. So they're going to be doing a little bit nicer than what we did. But I was like, hey, we beat your parents to Africa because we're choosing to live now. I don't want to wait until I'm in my 60s to go to Africa. You might not have your 60s. How do you know? Right? We get hit by a car tomorrow. Right. Stuff happens. I mean, things happen. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's the biggest piece that I'm getting when I'm, I'm hearing this from you and it's a powerful share, by the way, but the whole, you know, obviously, sorry for your loss of your father, but I mean, eventually we all lose our fathers, our mothers. It, this is a part of the life cycle, but God, man, he, hearing the, he, hearing
0: the feeling of regret come from his lips, man, it, it broke me. It, it broke me down and it was, it was one of the greatest gifts I've ever had in my life because I felt something that hurt me so badly, because I could feel his pain. Hmm. And I thought not only am I not going to go there, that I'll figure out what I need to do to play bigger to be to be full in so that at the, at the end, I say, I don't have anything left. I yeah. gave it all. It's not it. But beyond that, I'm thinking, Okay, what what is part of my mission, part of my mission is to help as many people as I can get make sure they don't have that experience. And So that's why the million people free that from financial bondage is so important because financial bondage pushes us towards an end game of regret. And that to me is, is, is crazy and it's not okay.
1: No. And you know, it was funny. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to because, you know, before I became a podcaster, I I listened to podcasts and I still do because I travel a lot for business. And I tell people like your car should be a mobile university. I mean, you Mm -hmm. Don't just sit there and just learn and absorb. You eventually have to take action too, right? And make, make these mistakes you and I are talking about. But audiobooks, uh, podcasts, it's all free content. Oh Well, maybe not the audiobooks. You got to buy some of those. But <laughs> the point is, like, if you're stuck in a car for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, what are you doing with that time? Listening to music? Listening to the negative news networks? Um, listening to other people live their life? And then you're generating, you know, your, your negative mindset and regrets and that whole, I wish, I wish, I wish. And I'm like, why don't you start? I do, I do, I do. So I'm loving we're talking about this right now because more people need to take action in their life. Now, granted, not make mistakes to the
0: point where you're in debt and you become handcuffed by your financial mistakes, but hey that. you know what money is made up anyway so when you've got debt the, the interesting thing that i think we can we can pull out of that statement with the the debt and maybe I'll, maybe i'll knock you loose out of here out of this for a second too there we go. i like it i like this, it let's do it I mean, so okay this debt idea is attached to the idea that it takes time and energy to create money because you have to save your way to pay off the debt the no. truth is like when i bought my first rental house i borrowed six thousand bucks on a credit card bought the house had this house for a couple of years, sold it, had $50,000. I basically created that out of thin air. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is the debt really something that's good or bad? I went into debt, $6,000 to buy that house. And it was on a credit card, which is good or bad. I don't know. That, but I, that I agree with. You know. my,
1: my debt was taking risks, a couple of different business opportunities and putting them on credit cards. So I don't regret it because I have learned a lot since then Yep. to the point where the stuff i know right now is why like vinnie's vinnie's team project team called me the other day it's like we need your help we we'll are right. put it, we're hiring you to put you on this team to try and help make this movie happen right like there i never asked for that they, they called me and said we need you <laughs> so if i hadn't been learning paying for marketing education this is not shit that i learned in college right Like, come on
0: no that's yeah, yeah right I, that's, like that's this the is this is plan exactly right.
1: like i don't consider putting a putting training protocols or training programs on a credit card is an investment to me. Yes, depending on what financial guru you talk to, that's debt. But I said Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well,
0: yeah, sometimes you got to spend a little to
1: get a little or in your case, a lot, right?
0: It's it's the best investment you're truly ever going to make in yourself is the investment, you know, the investment you'll make is the one you make in yourself. It's it's also interesting that if you'll if you'll do that, if you'll spend $3,000 or $5,000 for a weekend or a program, you're, you're going to pay attention to what you pay for. So then all of a sudden you spend all this time with this voice that's giving you this these ideas and wisdom, and you'll start shifting because you'll absorb that. It's, it's why it's so damn dangerous to be around people that are not where you want to be because you're going to stay where they're at. Yeah. And you start listening to other people, the right people in your car and not the disc jockey and not CNN or whatever the heck you're listening to. You're going to start shifting and growing in a, in a like a hyper good way. So the question is, who's influencing you? And you really have a choice. But if you're afraid of spending money and investing in yourself, you're going to be stuck with with Anderson Cooper. Uh, (laughs) I don't Uh, like Anderson. I mean, you know, he's a nice guy, I guess. I don't know.
1: Admittedly, I don't follow the guy, but I I, I could see that. I could totally see that. He's got great hair. Yeah. Well, you know, a quick tie back to that event last week, uh, the Tony Robbins event. Some people don't click with Tony. Some people don't click with Gary Vaynerchuk. Some people, maybe, so our our millennials, never heard of Tony Robbins, never heard of John Maxwell, never even heard of Les Brown, right? Um, But I I said, you know what? First of all, I I was blown away. This was a multi-speaker event from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Philadelphia. And this is going on all around the country. I think they they call their program like Success Resources or something like that as the organization. But the point is this, like, okay, the entry level ticket to go to this was seventy five dollars. I was like, "So what's the excuse?" No I shit. Like, there. if you try to go to a, like a private Tony Robbins event, if it's just him, like those are thousands of dollars. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, beginners, I'm like, dude, get a taste of it for seventy five dollars. Now I bought a higher level ticket because and, and it came with an extra ticket. So then I said, "Wait, a minute, I'm gonna have fun with this. I have a private little fuel tank group. I mean, you know, ma- mindset group." I'm like, I put it out there. I'm like, hey guys. I got an extra ticket. Who wants it? See who actually has the mindset. And uh, so shout out to Dave Davis. Cause he's been listening to the show more now, but he, he sees the day he's never been to an event. He's never done mindset film like that. He's trying to change. He's looking to get back into, or, or look into doing possible real estate stuff or something down the road. I, I'm looking to add that into my portfolio as well. But he's like, he's like, I've already requested off work. I'm in. And then three other people responded. And I said, like, well, first come first serve. I was like, send me proof that you committed and I wasn't charging him for the ticket. I'm like, I already bought the tickets. Like, don't worry about it. Just show up. So he showed up. He just actually thanked me on Facebook today about that because, um, it's his first time doing that type of thing. And that's what we're talking about. You and I, it's like, yeah, eventually wealth, coaching, success, blah, blah, blah. But let's go all the way back to the beginning. Everything you and I are talking about right now is you have to at least take some action for yourself. Go to a small event. Don't go to a $1,000 event. Go to a $75 event.
0: Yeah, some time. So it, It's it's outside of the norm. It's The, the fear, it, it comes back to this whole judgment thing. And one of the reasons that we tend to not do things outside of our norm is because we're afraid that the people that are around us are going to, well, ultimately, they're going to try to pull us back. Mm-hmm. But we're going to end up leaving them behind. I mean, the truth is, if you're growing hyper fast and people around you aren't, you're going to end up leaving them behind or you're going to fall back into their, their thinking in their life. So it is a genuine concern because at a primal level, we want the tribe. It's part of our security of staying alive. And so it, I get why this happens. I'm susceptible to it. I just keep knocking myself out of my groups and, and going after bigger things or different things. And, it's just, it's just who you become when you're in a growth mindset. I, mean, hey,
1: I, I go to a, a big mindset event every year, which I highly recommend if you haven't gone yet. Have you heard of Cole Hatter's Thrive Make Money Matter? hmm Yeah, I've been there for the past three years. So I'm going again this year. It's in Vegas again this year. Uh, the first one I went to was in San Diego. Last year was Vegas. Actually, it was the week of that terrible shooting. Like I was heading to the airport when it happened. It's crazy. But anyway, the point is, you know, you keep leveling up. And who knows? I might not always go back to the Thrive in the future, but right now they keep leveling that event up every single year, so I keep coming back. Um, I, I one of the guys was there. Uh, he's got a, a coaching community called Life on Fire, and I was like, all right, they were they were launching a recent program. I'm like, you know, I'm going to jump in and check it out. Now I checked it out. And I'm like, eh, I'm already past this. So, yeah, I spent the money and I'm in there. I'm still in the community, but I'm not as heavily participating as everybody else, and I'm not scheduling coaching calls because this was where I was like three years ago. Like I, I'm watching all the content. So eventually I'll probably leave that group. There's nothing against him. It's just, I use this time all the time. We're just at a, a different place on the timeline. It, you and I are not any different. You've just made more mistakes than I have <laughs> <laughs> learned a little bit about it, took action on it and recovered and rebuilt. And I think that's what I'm getting from you too. And that's where the books come in. The website comes in, your podcast comes in, right? It's like, you didn't always have all of this stuff. It took no. major steps on a timeline to advance to this point. And well, actually, while we're talking about this, pl- please answer. I'm going to uh, do some screen sharing on your site too while we're at it. So I want to show off the books here.
0: It's funny because when, when Reinvented Life uh, was first published, there what well, people don't know, if they order it now on Amazon, they're going to get about the 26th version of it because you, I just keep changing and keep adding. and Oh, really? And I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's just – I continue to think, how can I serve people better, more? And, and eventually, you just have to say, okay, I'm going to write another book because you just keep wanting to improve things. It's There's this natural hunger to make things better, to serve people better.
1: So you've actually re-released this multiple times? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't yeah. – because I, I didn't see, like, a version number on it or anything. So you got, you, you, you just don't call that out, I guess. No. Okay. No. It's,
0: it, it's, it's subtle things and, and tweaks here and there, and it's not like a – you know, there's, like – uh, with, with Amazon, now there's a million printings because they print on demand. So it's a very different model anymore.
1: Oh, good points. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so obviously I, I talk about your other books, but I mean, back to my point here, right, is different place on the timeline. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff, you, you got woken up by your dad uh, on his way out of this world. Yeah. It's a powerful experience. You, you want to come back bigger, stronger than ever. you you write books, you launch a podcast. Um, I mean, where are you at now, man?
0: Like (laughs) I know I just kind of jumped a big chunk, but. (laughs) Well, here's the the thing about books. The reason that I write books is to harden the lessons and to make sure that I'm clear on what I think I know. Hmm. And so if I can communicate it in a book, one, if it's got lessons like reinvented life from my very first book called Maverick Mistakes in Real Estate, uh, it's how I lost my first million bucks when I did that so that I can make sure that I didn't forget the mistakes that were such, they they were so painful to make. I wanted to make sure that I got them that time and didn't have to learn them again. Right. And then, and then sharing them. If you try to teach something, it's really, it's funny how fast you realize what you don't know and you have to spend time getting it clear and writing a book is how you do that. See, now you're just reinforcing why I got to write my book. (laughs) And, it's why it's why it's hard. and
1: for our listeners, I'm doing some screen sharing. You've been on more podcasts than I've been on. I've been really bad at, I mean, I've been on a bunch, but I think you got me beat and just gave me an idea. Cause I, I do the same thing, by the way, I honor cross pollination. Mm-hmm. So when I go on somebody else's show, I make sure I put their content linked on my site. I want people to find them because what if people found my show, but maybe they're losing touch with me. But then because I was on somebody else's show or I put it on my site, all of a sudden, they're turned on to some other influencer, and that's the influencer that makes a huge difference in their life, ergo you. That's why I bring on co-hosts, right? It's like, I'm not here to interview you, dude. I want people to vibe with you, and then it's like, wait a minute. Holy shit, dude. I'm digging this Damien dude, man. Like, I mean, the Black belt Gee thing aside, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but uh, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. He's got a story, and I... This guy's inspiring me, motivating me. I want to work with this guy. I he could be the one that's finally gonna break me out of my crazy wherever these people are at, right? Um, that's the power of this type of stuff.
0: It, you, there is. I love what, what you're you're focusing on. That is the sharing. It's the network effect. It's it's by giving and circulating. It's not just on trying to take people get really weird about having links to resources or other people because they think that there's a limited amount of money or people (laughs) that are going to buy one product or the other. And that is simply crazy. The moment you have one random person that shows up and buys your thing and you've never heard of them before, Mm -hmm. you realize, wow, this, this economy is a lot bigger than I'm ever going to tap into. And the more I share, the more I circulate, the more I give, the more wealth is going to be a side effect. But you have to trust that when you do all sorts of magic happens.
1: I tell people that all the time. And actually Vinny uh, jokes around because when he started being a guest co-host on Adam Carolla's show, he refers to it as the Carolla bump, right? It's like now that, because people hear him on Adam Carolla's podcast and they're like, oh, that's that dude who keeps coming on who's like the health and fitness guru. I want to lose 10 pounds or I've got some chronic pain issues and that's not really Adam's niche. But I like how straightforward that guy is, man. He just says it how it is. So I'm going to go check out this whole Fitness Confidential show, right? Right so he's been on my show like two or three times i've been on his show he's just invited me to come back on a show again and now i'm running i'm running his you know i'm one of the guys running his freaking indiegogo campaign for a film documentary he's doing like there's some bumping going on right it's like there you go people i'm an i'm an example i didn't ask for anything All i did i'm always just trying to help him grow i'm trying to help you grow Ed, and people are honoring my show you're on, you you took time people are like oh man thanks for having me on your show i'm like no thank you for coming on my show because i
0: have listeners out there that might need to find you <laughs> this isn't rocket science scott you you're you're asking something so when you say you know you're not asking for anything i i i think you're lying i think you're not it's not true you're asking what you can do to help people you're hmm. asking the question how can i serve so you're asking for something you're looking for an opportunity to be a part of something that matters. Yeah. And people are afraid to ask for for what they want instead of they they try to take something. It, it's I, I love the this is I
1: love the fact you point that out cuz we're we're getting to the end of our time here cuz I have another show coming up. But I'm glad we brought this up at the end because it's something that I explained to people I know, my fiance, others, they're like the debt free one? Yeah. They're like okay. you, you haven't you haven't monetized your show yet. I'm like, yeah, I just launched it in September of 2016. I was like, I consider it an investment in myself and everything else. I actually don't. I, 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 how you define monetization, right? I was like, I'm getting brand growth. I'm getting more Google. Every time I publish a new episode, a new blog article, it's more keywords. It's more content. I was like, you guys are playing the short game. I'm mm-hmm. playing the long game. I don't need yeah. to monetize my show. I I have zero plans. I haven't done anything to really monetize it. I stuck, actually no, I did launch an Amazon influencer page because I occasionally talk about stuff that I buy and and I believe in. I'm like, well, you know what? If I get a couple of clicks out of that and I get like a few cents here and there on Amazon, maybe that'll help pay for like the hosting and the website and and, and the editing I pay for and everything else one day. But for now, I'm like, it's all out of my pocket, bro, and I don't care. It's it's hard coded into my my budgetary game plan. So.
0: Hey, I, I call that R&D. I call that research and development on you and understanding you better so you can serve better. I mean, that's really an investment in, in you. I like that. How long have you had your show now? Uh, it's it's brand new. The, the first, I had Black Belt Wealth about two and a half years that's ago. That's
1: what I thought. I was I, I dug yeah. into you. I dug into you. Yeah. yeah. Now, you kept that up,
0: though. I, I had it for about four months. And then this, is, this goes back to Gary Keller's one thing. I, I thought, OK, I'm launching a company. I'm doing a big fundraise. I need to be really focused, and so I put I put it on hold, and that's one of the things. That no, but you didn't really, you didn't take the content
1: down though, did you? No, 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 it's still there. Go, it's, go, go. I, I just yeah.
0: stopped I stopped putting time and energy because it takes a lot of energy, and I wanted to make sure my focus was right. This definitely takes a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I worth do, it, but I do two shows know. a week, so. I, I have people come on there and like, you do two a week. I'm like, well, Vinny does a lot more, but he's been doing it for six years now. So I was like, you, got, you just got to find the cycle that works for you. And once you build your system, build your program, build your protocol, it just flows, man. It just, mm-hmm. you'll find your vibe. Yeah, that's it. I'm with you. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of our time. Uh, I'm hoping, you have, I hope you had some fun today. Um, I don't know what Uh, kind Wait, when when does the fun happen? Uh, Oh, yeah. Damn it. All right, I got to work. So (laughs) we have to get you back on for some more fun then. Which, by the way, I I do extend that invite. I do bring back repeats. People that are fun, that I vibe with, it makes sense. You don't just have to be the same age as me. Um, You know, there's other things that are more important than that. (laughs) But... What you've done, the platform you're building. Um, if there's something big coming up in the next six months, please reach back out. Let's get you back on. Um, I do believe in that, especially plus I think it's fun. Like a lot can happen in six months. I think it's like some people hold out for a whole year. I'm like, you know what? Let's try a six month thing.
0: You might be surprised what happens in that amount of time. So. Peter, Peter Thiel said something about that. He said, if you've got a three-year plan, figure out how to do it in six months. And so I kind of broke things down. I do my years in 12 weeks. Whoa. And I, and when I'm looking out six months is really a plan. So there are two major launches. So we'll, we'll talk about those next time I come on. Yeah. Dude, keep the me in a loop.
1: Um, yeah. but listen, as we close the show out, you are the guest co-host. So you get the final words of the show. So this is your opportunity to leave behind with our listeners. Like if there's Something, I mean, this bigger picture stuff that you and I have been talking about, man, like, what is it behind everything you're doing? What is the what is that legacy that you're trying to leave behind? What do you want our listeners to remember about you if they forget everything else? And again, don't forget about DamianLupo.com. But if, other than that, if you forgot everything else, I mean, what's your final words,
0: man? Well, you just said it. I mean, the point of uh, at the end, I mean, what do I want to leave behind all of it? Like, I want to have it all done all out there. I don't want to I don't want to be done with stuff still stuck in me. I don't want to die with potential. And if that's what you're doing and you're tiptoeing safely to death's door, you're making a grave mistake. And so that's, that's my message. Go f- fail faster. It's a verb. It's not a noun. It's not who you are. Go figure it out. You're going to end up with a scar tissue that makes you happy. Just try it. See what happens. Oh,
1: I love that. Well, let's hang tight. I'm going to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, fail faster. Let's score some scar tissue together and share these stories, man. So that was Damian Lupo, DamianLupo.com. Check out the new podcast. Get the books. Everything's going to be linked on the website like I always do on his episode show notes on the blog. But again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in for another powerful mindset, especially uh, podcast today. And remember, you too can live the fuel, guys. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to LiveTheFuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that are use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and EPilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfuel.com, click on the Supporter Brands section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says. It's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors i have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business and lifestyle directed sections. And I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find, live the fuel, and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc. Remember, podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So, if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So, again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content take it as such but please see your professionals thanks for listening gang talk to you guys again soon
0: thank you for subscribing to live the fuel stay connected on facebook twitter and instagram at live the fuel and remember you too can live the fuel so please visit us at live the fuel.com.